there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. Welcome, everybody, to the Prayer Revolution. So glad you're here. My name is Doyal. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Vera. And this is your daily prayer podcast. We say a morning prayer each day, and then we discuss that mood of prayer in our daily lives. We say a prayer and take it from there. That's our motto. Mm-hmm. And uh, today is episode 98, mm-hmm. which we are approaching our one episode, our 100 episode countdown in three days. Mm-hmm. And uh, after we hit episode 100 on Thursday, July 2nd, we're going to we're going to pause our podcast, but we're not going to pause the prayers. Mm-hmm. Keep praying out there, everybody. Otherwise, this will all have been a failure. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm just joking. But uh, that's where we're at today. And how are you, Vera? I'm doing great. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm excited to pray with you guys and, and to, to share, have a conversation. And yeah. So I remember last time that you asked me that and I went into a, a tangent. We didn't pray till the end of the podcast. So I'm holding tan, my tongue. Tan, Hol- tan, tangent me off here. I'm holding my tongue. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful, super grateful to be here and um, excited to pray. Grateful to be able to, to come together in Sangha, be able to put God in the center of our life and to hopefully keep it that way, you know, to start the day like that and, and to, to be able to check in, you know, again and again and again and again throughout our days, throughout our lives, to keep on just sitting down and being with God, no matter what's going on, whether we're getting happy, we're getting sad, whatever's happening, that we just invite God in, we pause, we, we take that time to invite him in. And, and it seems sometimes like, oh, God, that's just like so, you know, ethereal, like, what's that really going to do practically, you know, and that Every time we do it, we're going to experience the transformation every single time that we're going, whatever it is we're going through in life. And, and we say, you know what, actually, and I think I'm the doer, I'm the controller, but you know what, I'm going to pause right now. and I'm going, to, I'm going to surrender to a higher power that that just, it takes our entire experience of life to the next level. It empowers us, you know, that you know, where does enthusiasm, where does empowerment, where does, you know, being inspired, where does that all come from? That's, that comes from spirit. It comes from God all the, the etymology, the roots of those words. Mm. It's coming from a connection with God within. And so that is, um, yeah, that's, that's what we get to do every morning. And, and then just as a little reminder for us to be able to check back in again and again throughout our days. And it's, it's profound. It's so simple and subtle and almost like it seems like nothing's happening and then, you know, it's like you close your eyes, pray for a few minutes, open them up. And it's like all of a sudden life's different. You know, there's a, there's a different experience. There's a, there's a richness. There's an ease. I'm just reminded of a verse in, in the beautiful uh, scripture, Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's about the, the life of Sri Chaitanya that when one remembers, you know, when, when one remembers Lord Chaitanya, when one remembers the Lord, that very difficult things become easy. And when one forgets the Lord that, you know, the most simplest things in life, oh my God, they start to become just like so difficult, so unbearable, so challenging. So that is, that's what we're bringing in. Grateful to start my day with you guys. 
Sounds beautiful. So all let's right. yeah, all right. Let's, let's walk the walk here. Let's walk the walk. So putting on uh, my next uh, Garth Stevenson track for you guys. Garth Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Let's get you guys to close your eyes and start connecting to your breath. Connect to those nice, beautiful, deep inhales and exhales. Remembering that there's nowhere that you have to be, but right here in this moment, this is a special gift that you're giving to yourself. It's a gift that is free of charge. There's no, the currency for this gift is our sincerity. It's our desire to reconnect. And I know all of you have that in abundance within your hearts. I'm giving ourselves to this moment, giving ourselves to the inward and outward breath, giving ourselves time to recenter, setting your intention for what it is that you're desiring in your life. You're desiring more than anything else. Give the space to let it come back to the front in the center of your consciousness. My dear Lord, I've walked around in this world with a thorn in my heart. I've tried to do so many things to avoid touching that thorn, avoid that discomfort, that pain. done so much to create protection and to avoid situations and people and experiences that lead me to feel that pain inside of my heart. I want to live a life that is fearless. And I know that you're the bestower and open the doorway for me to experience a life of fearlessness that instead of trying to protect myself from feeling pain that I can open myself up I can allow myself to feel that I can live my life fully experiencing whatever pleasures and pains may come allowing them to move through me while my consciousness remains at your lotus feet Instead of trying to protect myself from feeling this storm, my Lord, please give me the courage to feel that pain, to go to that place within my heart, and to know that as I walk through that door, that the light will shine. The fear that I have, that that darkness will consume me. It's a fear that doesn't exist. It's not true. Truth is, is that anywhere that I walk with you, the light will shine, will illuminate, will heal, will empower. Give us the courage, my Lord, instead of trying to protect ourselves from feeling, to allow ourselves to feel. And through feeling whatever those sensations are, whatever comes our way, whatever you bring, whatever gift that comes through your will in our life, to allow us to be completely present with it. And by being present, 
by allowing ourselves to experience those experiences fully without judging them, without avoiding them, without trying to hide from them, without being afraid of them, that healing will come. That that thorn that I walk around in my heart, walk around, affects every aspect of my life, that thorn will be removed. And I will be free. I will experience your love and your grace in every moment of my life. And that we will be able to, with courage, we'll be able to heal. My Lord, I pray this for the world. I pray this for all of us listening today and any person that listens in the future and any person that they're connected to and that they're connected to, every person on the planet to take this time to pause and to be with themselves, to let your love, to let your presence transform all of our hearts. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. You do it every. Mm. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like the whole episode could have just been a prayer. Mm. I gotta put the uh, the song on repeat. <laughs> it's like a ten minute song. We ran out of time. Yeah. So tell me, tell me, Vera, what's on your heart? <laughs> tell me, baby. Tell me. Yeah, what's on my heart is, uh, yeah, just that, that there's a choice, you know, there's a choice that each of us make in our life that we either, we either buffer all of the, the pain that we we may carry in our heart whether that's uh acute or that's you know really intense you know and it can it manifest in the form of anxieties or fears or it can manifest in so many different ways you know but it's really suffering you know and different all the different ways that we could suffer that either we we walk around life you know trying to buffer that and trying to compensate for it and trying to protect it and you know, really facilitating it, you know, putting ourselves around people that, you know, say it's, say, say that suffering is loneliness, you know, we put ourselves around people that, you know, we kind of that, you know, we don't feel lonely when we're around them, but then the moment that we're with ourselves again, you know, it's like that loneliness is still there. It's that thorn in the heart that's with us no matter what. And, uh, and that it's a choice, you know, that each and every one of us that we have the, the power when we're, you know, submitting ourselves to God, to our higher power, we have the ability to be able to remove that thorn. And it's really a choice, right? It's either I'm choosing to live my life with that thorn in my heart. And, and so then therefore, you know, every, I'm trying to control everything else around me so I don't have to feel it as much as possible. I don't have to feel it or I can numb myself or distract myself, whatever it may be. Or, you know, we, we just say, hey, you know what? 
I got a thorn in my heart. And uh, I, I want to actually invest the time and energy to go within and to actually to, uh, to feel whatever that pain is, whatever that suffering, whatever that challenge, whatever, whatever that is, whatever that's sitting inside of our heart, that tension, that fear, that pain, to actually go there, you know, to go there with God, you know, to go in with that torchlight of knowledge, the torchlight of faith, to go into those recesses of our heart and to allow them to be illuminated, you know, allow them to be felt. So then that thorn, as we feel those sensations like a vibration, as we bring consciousness into those sensations like a vibration that, that, that wiggles that thorn out, you know, the sound vibration of God's holy name is a vibration, right? It's subtle. We don't feel that shake in our body, you know, but when you read about the great, you know, devotees, the pure devotees of God, you see that they tremble in ecstasy, you know, their body is vibrating in ecstasy. The heart is vibrating. We felt, you know, when we, the, the fluttering of our heart, when it's vibrating, when we feel afraid or when we feel, you know, excitement or the potential for, you know, meeting with a lover, you know, there's so much uh, sensation that comes. And so same way that we can, we can actually give ourselves that space. And something that I like really have been not so good at in my life, you know, to actually sit down and really be with those feelings. It generally takes somebody to facilitate it. You know, it's generally a friend or a coach, you know, like that. That's, that's like, Hey, like, Hey, you're, you're feeling something there, Vera. Like, let's not, you know, let's not bypass that too quick. You know, like what's going on, bud, you know, I'm like, you know, like (laughs) I'm feeling something, you know, like I'm so quick to just like jump past it, you know, or, you know, do something or intellectualize it, power, the power that God is bringing into our life through, through these different experiences. You know, when, when, we, when we're actually, you know, we trust and we're able to sit with them without fear that we know that somehow God's will is unfolding so we can trust the sadness is not here to hurt us. You know, that the pain is not here to hurt us. It's, it's actually by feeling it, it's here to heal us. It's here to bring us into a deeper union with God, a deeper rapture of a feeling of presence in our life to experience God's grace. And so something that I haven't been so good at, and, and I was, you know, over the last few days, I had a, a powerful session with a coach on Friday, and, and a lot of feeling came up, you know, a lot from, from my past, you know, that I've kind of learned at a certain point to just really just kind of like you know, like not feel, you know, just like learn to kind of be like very stoic and just like, all right, like that's happening. But like, I respond with integrity, you know, like this kind of energy. And, and I've done that for a, a long time in my life. And, um, and as I started to really feel what was going on inside, what I, what I carry around every single day of my life, it was, um, yeah, there was so much pain inside. There was so much tension, sadness, and it's just life's experiences built up, just life's experiences undigested and, and, and built up. And when I felt them, when I gave myself the space to actually be there and, and to, to process in a, in a safe environment, it's the most healing, most liberating experience. So liberating, so powerful and transformative. And so then, okay, then now when those feelings come up, you know, the feeling of sadness, you know, in the past, I would 
be afraid of feeling it, you know, you know, and, and, and kind of try to bypass it. And now I'm just like, okay, wow, I'm feeling something. Let me sit down, you know, let me sit down and breathe and be with myself. I can't be with myself. Like, how can I actually be with anybody? You know, like it's only like a half of me showing up to everything. And, and granted, the half of me has done a pretty good job. You know, I feel like that. I've done a pretty good job in my life. But there's just so much more, you know. There's so much more potential. And, and so that's a, that's a practice, you know, of really, instead of that thorn being something that I buffer and, like, I'm always kind of, like, trying to, like, look forward to the next thing in life and, like, just, like, this anxiety, actually, that's underneath the surface. It's, like, you know, this fear and anxiety that's moving me actually to sit down and be with those feelings, be with those experiences, trusting that God's bringing them into my life. And, and I, I'm noticing, you know, like oh, there's so much more wholeness. There's so much more of me that's available for the next moment in life and, and the next experience in life. And so that's something that, you know, it's, it's not, I don't think it's something we can rush or that, you know, is even meant to be on a timeline, but it's something that I'm finding that actually is um, so much more practical and simple than I ever imagined or thought, but really just takes that awareness and actually takes like, okay, like, you know, not being afraid of feeling and, and giving ourselves the space, giving ourselves the space to actually sit down and to be with what God is giving us. There's an experience that God is bringing to every single one of us every day of our life. That's God's will. And whether it's in sadness or it's in anger or it's in fear, whatever it may be in, that sitting down and being with it and having faith in God, you know, and, and being with it is so powerful and so transformative. And the, the other option, the other option is that we, we are afraid of it, right? The other option is like, there's a thorn inside. We all got the thorn inside. I love you guys. We all got little, we all got the little thorns in there from the rose bushes that we, we bumped up against throughout life. And uh, yeah, they had beautiful, fragrant, soft petals, but they also had some sharp thorns, different experiences we've been through. So we all have those thorns. And, and one option is to really to feel them, to, to trust and to be with God and, and giving ourselves a little space, a little time to sit down and be with ourselves, Or the other is that we're, we're compensating. Everything in life becomes more or less like a, an act of not feeling what's actually going on inside. So we all have that choice. And that, we all have that option. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm basically, I'm just, yeah, like I got a thorn in my heart. Like I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna, like I got a thorn in my heart, guys. Love you. Like it's just what it is. And and, you know, instead of trying to avoid it, I'm going to actually, you know, let, make a real conscious, you know, a conscious practice to, to, to go be with it and to allow for it to, to eventually to heal and to release fully from my heart. Yeah. It reminded me of Trevor, Trevor Hall, who wrote, You Can't Rush Your Healing. Mm. Darkness has its teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. love is never leaving. You can never rush your healing. And I was hearing that, that it's like, oh, wow, let me sit with this. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very beautiful. Aditi uh, G, oh, Martha wrote, roses usually come by the dozen. Aditi <laughs> was asking you, Vera, how is a coach different from a guru? Um, 
Well, you know, I think in a lot of ways that, um, you know, really it started with how I found them was that, that you know, about a year ago, it's kind of like, there's something going on inside, you know, and I kind of had just like bypassed it. I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, I'm an alcoholic. Like I'm always going to be an alcoholic, you know, like that toward my emotions. I'm always going to be an addict. I'm always going to have to, there's always going to be this real fine line that I've got to walk. Like, that's just all it is. Like, I'm, going to ha I'm either going to transcend it through spiritual life or I'm going to just be, you know, I'm going to be a mess, you know? And, 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 and then, you know, I was like, okay, like, or maybe that's like a load of nonsense, you know, like maybe that's just like me really just avoiding actually some important work that I need to do in order to, to love and to serve at a higher level and to connect and commune with God in a higher level. Maybe I'm just trying to spiritually bypass this or, or, you know, write myself off as, as like a hopeless kind of victim of some, you know, emotional um, dysfunction. And, and so then, and then I said, I was like, wow, like, that's, that's kind of like, I don't believe that actually. No, I believe I can heal. You know, I believe that this, this can, I can, I can actually address this and I can actually heal. I don't have to live my life, you know, carrying around this burden, carrying around this pain in my heart. I don't have to live my life like that. And, uh, and, and when, I, when I opened up to that, then I remembered a coach who I had met many years before, who lives in the same town that I'm in in Florida right now. And uh, we just had one connection and I just was very, very impressed just by her presence. And, you know, and Deanna knows her also, and she's known by many friends, she's helped a lot of people. And, um, and so, so then I, I remembered her and remember her organization, I reached out and I actually started to, I actually started um, I went in and received a, a sample coaching session from her because I wanted to take this, this, uh, her coaching training. I wanted to, you know, learn from her, learn from her, um, her teachers. And, um, and so I started to take the coaching training. And then as I was taking the coaching training, I was like, you know, I want to receive this work. I want to, you know, the coaching training is powerful and we receive a lot of coaching in that, but I want to receive the work also. It's, it's time for that. It's time for that healing. And so then I signed up and, and started receiving coaching from her. And how is, how is it different? You know, I, I think that there's, there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of overlaps. And uh, I think coaches were always available. Look back more into like the, um, yeah, if we go back to ancient, more ancient times, we had pastors, we had priests, we always had the village elders, the medicine, the medicine woman, the medicine, you know, father, the, the gurus, the monks, you know, they were always a part of society and that there was a real, um, a real privilege to being able to, you know, provide that service. It was a, it was a natural uh, purpose filled service for those individuals. It was their nature to be able to provide that type of guidance. And so it was something that was just a part of society. It was available. Everybody could have coaching. Everybody could have teachers. Everyone could have that type of guidance. When it comes to this type of work, when it comes to the internal universe, the internal world, and beginning to heal and beginning to reconnect to God, reconnect to ourselves spiritually, that was universally available. So, and nowadays, now that there's, you know, there's so much, um, there's been a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of broken hearts through that system, right? It's been a lot of, lot of, lot of challenges with, with different teachers who, you know, have a post and have a, a certain respect in society, but don't, you know, um, don't live their life in a way that actually is an in integrity. And so, 
so then I think, you know, a whole market for coaching came, you know, in a way that's like, hey, is there some accreditation? Is there some training here? Is this person actually like able to, what makes somebody actually, you know, um, suitable for holding space for another person? And so coaching in a lot of ways, and, and especially the way I'm receiving it right now, you know, the person is a, also a, a bhakti practitioner and is, uh, you know, lives her life and, and a lot of integrity with her spiritual values and practices. And so I really don't see much of a difference. It's kind of synonymous in, in this case, but they're all different types of coaches. And so it just depends. And uh, that was the long answer, Aditi. <laughs> so we all need it. You know, it's something that's amazing. Whether it's, you know, whether we check in once a month with somebody or whatever it is, we all need a space where we feel totally safe to reveal our mind and heart to reveal the stuff that we're afraid to even admit to ourselves. We need that space. You know, that, that's, that's a space that, that is, that is the guru, right? The guru is the beautiful verse, the guru illuminates that we're born in darkness, right? We're born in, and, and, we, and there's this tendency for this darkness to cover us over. And the guru is, carrying a torchlight of knowledge, a torchlight of wisdom, a torchlight of truth, spiritual illumination. We all need guru in our life, not just somebody who we see once in a while or we connect to every now and then. We, we need somebody who's part of our life, you know, that we can open our hearts to. And so that is, that's what I pray and I hope for all of us that we can have that safe space to, to let God in let God into those, um, yeah, maybe some of the, the scarier parts of our own heart, the darker parts that are, we haven't opened the door to for a while, that we can have that, those guru figures, those mentor guide figures, that when we're with them, we feel safe to go there. And then God's light comes in. God's grace comes into all those nooks and crannies. Doyal, you got to share something. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. <laughs> Yeah, I love this, Bryn. Yes, every coach needs a coach. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Isabel, yeah, doing a life coaching certification. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's so, um, there was a, a lecture series I, I listened to a while back, I listened to a few times. Um, it's called the, the cure of souls. It's about, uh, it's about, just, it's about like the, the found foundational, the foundations of pastoral care in spiritual communities. And, um, the speaker is talking about these various forms of pastoral care or counseling or therapy. And, you know, now we have a, we have a, um, you know, coaching has become very popular today as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so he was discussing these things and, you know, he said, people were asking about these different technicalities and names, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, yeah, a lot of ways it's just, it's, it used to just be called friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but then, you know, the idea of that we live in such an isolated world and we live in such a, a judgmental environment that it's trust has been broken so much with individuals. Mm -hmm. that you have to just, you have to just, you have to pay somebody to just like listen to you in confidentiality and not judge you for it and just kind of basically receive you, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, like what, everything you're saying here, it's this idea of like, what, 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 what's the task at hand? 
is to just sit long enough and feel your feelings and let them pass and, and learn to not become afraid of them and to allow God to do that healing work within you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like in some ways, uh, you know, a coach is really, it's like a facilitator. It's mm-hmm. like a guy, like you end up doing the work at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but you just need someone to you. I'm saying you like the general, you, me, us, everyone needs mm-hmm. almost kind of like someone to, 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 to give permission, to give allowance, to give a little bit of a direction. Like, no, don't do that. Stay here. You know, look at that more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then to help us feel safe and confidence, you know, along the way, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, think about like, kind of like walking, like, I think about this often. It's kind of a weird thought. Like if I'm walking, if I'm walking on the sidewalk, right. If I'm just walking on the sidewalk, there's no fear that I'm going to fall off that sidewalk. Like I'm going to fall off the sidewalk and step onto the street. Like there's no, like I, I feel very confident that I could walk and stay within the bounds of the sidewalk. But if that same width of sidewalk was 10,000 feet up on the ledge of a cliff, I'd be terrified. Mm. I'd be totally terrified. The idea of falling off the side would just like engross me. And I would, I'd probably fall because I just so mentally afraid of falling off. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, we function differently when we feel safe as opposed to when we feel the threat of danger. Mm. And having a person guide us in our life creates that feeling of safety that allows us to walk that path that we know we can easily do, mm-hmm. but um, we don't because there's these unconscious or at, at one point we're very, very realistic, but now we're unrealistic, fe- un- false fears that mm-hmm. keep us from just doing something so simple. Mm-hmm. And so I think that... Um, yeah, you know, he meant said you should just be called friendship, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, and of course we need people who have walked along further than us. I mean, usually I love I love what Bryn mentions. Every coaching is a coach. It's like a person, um, you know, has to on em- empathy. Empathy comes from a shared experience of the suffering that you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me to understand what it means to be afraid of of my inner self. Mm-hmm. And to have confronted that, walk through that, mm-hmm. facilitates me allowing that to help it for you. Otherwise, somebody be like, you know, this is what I'm going through. I'm going through this dark night of soul, and I'm really feeling these feelings that I'm worried about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and the, the the mentor, coach, counselor, therapist says, well, I really can't relate. I have no idea what you're talking about, but let's see if we can get through this together. You know, it's like that's not mm. like somebody who really actually like no, I, I they may not they may not say it so candidly for the sake because it's not about them it's about you but they're not afraid to go they're there. afraid to go there because they've been there yeah you got it yeah, yeah totally it's beautiful and I, I love the analogy you know you're walking on this you know living life in fear and it's acute right if anyone here experiences some level of anxiety nervousness tension you know whatever that is okay there's some level of fear that's being allowed to exist in our lives and our consciousness that what that it is like Doyle, like you're saying, it's like, yeah, there is like, there's this fear that like something really bad could happen. Like I'm walking through life with that fear and how that affects that, the way we see, the way we receive, the way that we share, it changes it, right? It, it starts to block us from actually being able to experience God's grace in our life in some way. And to be able to, to be able to, you know, 
confront those fears, it's literally, it's like, I, I'm having this image because we, we're walking, we walk on the sidewalk every day, you know, practically with Vera going on an evening walk. And it's like, you know, like to walk, it's like, that's a cliff, that's a cliff. And it's like, you walk and you're like, that's dangerous. It's scary. It's scary. And you're obviously like, oh, that's soft grass. Oh, <laughs> that's not, I thought that was a cliff. And it's like, no, it's a field of blossoming flowers and sunshine and light, beauty and everything that we're seeking in our life, you know, it's right there, you know, yeah. and we can put up walls to not experience that darkness, right? Such an amazing thing. It's like, put up this wall. I don't want to experience that darkness. Like, don't go there. Don't open that door. Don't sure. feel that. Put up this wall because it's dark on the other side. It's the exact opposite, right? It's like the wall that is stopping the light from shining in. You know, and right when we let that wall down, right when we walk through that door, it's like the beaming rays of sunshine coming in, you know? And, uh, and yeah, so we, we have an opportunity for that. And if we're, if, we're, if we're finding it challenging to be with ourselves, then that's when we receive support, you know? It's, we receive support from a trusted friend. And it can mm. just be that. It can really can just be a trusted friend, like Doyle was saying. And if that's not available, it's always available when we desire it. It's always available when it's something that's really, truly, we're sincere that it's important to us. Krishna provides, he carries everything that we may seem to be lacking or not having in our life, yeah. provides that perfect experience for that healing to unfold. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what's a powerful, a powerful point is that, um, you know, we, we, we're going to wrap it up, but that, you know, there's so many stigmas against getting help. You know, talking to a friend is not a problem without talking to a friend. Going to a therapist, oh, that's for crazy people. You mm. know what I mean? Like, there's some people have to say, like, you know what I mean? I was talking to my therapist the other day, and it's like, you have a therapist? You know? Mm. And so, um, or it's like, hey, a counselor. But a therapist isn't as, as taboo. It's a counselor. I was talking to a counselor because that's not, or I was talking to a coach. You know what I mean? And so it's like, we use these words, some are more acceptable or comfortable than others, but it's the same person. I need help and I'm going to somebody to help mm -hmm. me explore what's going on so I can get through it. Yeah. You know? we, all, we all need that, whether you're talking to a friend, whether you do it through watching the news, whether you do it through this or that. And so um, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to get help. Sometimes it's the most foolish thing. Mm. It's just to, to think you can do it. I remember I was watching, and we'll end here, but I remember, I think I've shared this before, but uh, I remember it was a few years ago, I was reading about how Tiger Woods was was getting a new golf coach. Like he's got rid of his old golf coach they had for years and he was getting a new golf coach. It was a few years ago. And I was like, what the hell does Tiger Woods need a golf coach for? <laughs> like, don't you get over that at some point? You know, like mm -hmm. who who is better than a, a, a swing coach, a swing coach? I was like, who's better than this guy that's going to tell him how to swing golf club, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know, it's this guy. It's not, that, it's not that he needs to find a better golfer than him. He just needs someone to look at him and say like, you know what, move your elbow a little bit that way. You know what I mean? Stand a little bit with your feet wider. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's like, that guy recognized, I want to get better. And I just need someone out other than myself looking at me and pointing mm -hmm. things out. Mm -hmm. So we ain't no shame. We all need it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, guys. Love you guys all so much. Thank you for being here. Thanks for staying with us over time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we love you guys. We are here every day for the next two days. <laughs> for the yeah, and and to be continued. This uh, definitely something something brewing in my heart. I mean, to be together in this way and to share in this way. It's it's a 
it's become a staple in my life and, and is, um, yeah, it's deeply nourishing. And so the next version, you know, we've talked about different podcasts and different ways to keep sharing the same type of content, content in a way that is enriching, nourishing for all you guys. So it's in the works. And, and also I'm, I'm putting myself out there that I've been coaching for a while. And if any of you guys want to have a sample coaching session with me, that's something that I would love to offer you. So if it's something that is that ever comes up where you're like, hey, yeah, I'd love to talk to Vera one-on-one and, and open up my heart and that's something that you feel, you feel um, would be helpful for you, then reach out and let me know. Love you guys. Love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Bye-bye. Hadi, haribo.